live in a time now where I think a lot of our blinders are off in terms of what's possible. We can be productive from anywhere and we can be productive also across time if we've got a clear vision of where we're going and we're tracking our progress. You're listening to the Expertish Podcast. Be sure to head over to iTunes or Spotify and tell Jay what you thought about this episode. Expertish is where you can learn how to invest from those who have, those who are, and have some fun along the way. Are you ready to start? Okay, welcome everybody to this episode of Expertish Podcast. Today, I have my friend Scott Levy on. Scott, thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, man. Just a little bit for you know people listening. Scott is someone I'm working with now who's helping us uh, with a lot of things in our business and a lot of it getting back to focus to make sure we don't get off task with some things. So I'm going to let him tell us a little bit about his background that got him to where he is because that really is what has brought him to be able to help people in the way he is, which, you know, I'm not, I'm trying not to spoil, you know, everything that you do uh, just in the intro, but for us, what it, what it's doing is as we're growing other businesses or branching our business into other areas, it's really helping us keep certain focus and, and stay on task. So we'll get more into that, but Scott, man, if you could tell us just a little bit of your background and how you got to doing what you're doing now. Yeah, I'm happy to. I'm Scott Levy, CEO and founder of Result Maps. We make software that helps CEOs and their teams get visibility into how they're executing on their strategies every single day. And we call it a strategy execution platform. And it's really, as you've alluded to, it becomes a thinking tool or a set of thinking tools that help people build a picture of the outcomes they want and work backwards together to get there. Because plans never survive first contact with the enemy, as the military community absolutely knows. So what the platform gives you is not just clarity on what you're trying to accomplish, but how to break that down and then systems and processes that allow you to adjust course as you go, as you learn new information, as pandemics happen, and it works wherever your teams are. The way this came up was kind of twofold. One thread was I was doing work inside of companies and I found that the problems that I was told were there were usually smoke screens for, we don't really have a clear statement of vision. We don't really have clear operating procedures. We're not really meeting. And by operating procedures, I don't mean a huge yeah. thing, just something simple. Yeah, We don't have a way we're going to meet and make sure we're making progress. And all the things that I had experienced and enjoyed in sports and martial arts and when I studied music, in the corporate world, it was just like, let's talk a lot. And let's meet a lot. And I would get really frustrated with that. So I would just start asking my own questions. Yeah. And those questions weren't rocket science. It was just, okay, what are our biggest outcomes? What are the behaviors and the things we value most? And the more I developed skill at asking those questions, the quicker things came together. And over time, I just started systematizing that. Mm-hmm. And that became a lot of the genesis of what became result maps. But the second thing that happened was, The first company I started, my partner was overseas and he was dead set on having an office where he was. And suddenly I was managing, you know, I was my first real CEO gig. And not only do I have to learn what it means to be a a SaaS, a software as a service CEO, but I had to learn how to unite people in two different countries. So they were in the UK. Right. 
I was sure that, okay, that, well, they just talk differently. No, there's actual huge cultural differences. And so uniting people to execute took a lot more intention and thought. And that led to um, later doing a lot of outsourcing. And this was early on. This is like early 2000s. So, I mean, I was, I was working remote that long ago and then starting to hire in teams from all over the world. And again, being kind of a systems guy, when there was friction, I tried to systematize it. And the result ended up being a lot of the practices you see in result maps, which is woven together from all the great things I learned. You know, a lot of them I didn't invent, but I learned, I tried to understand the principles and put them into our product. And we had a lot of great contributors on our team. That's a a long-winded, this is where this came from, but well, now I think it's a good explanation of it. And uh, the couple things that I, you know, just to pull a couple bullet points from that, that kind of speak to me. And, and I think one of the reasons I really like what you've put together and how it's helping us is two, we've talked on here before uh, in business, you saw a need and when there's something falling short and you can't go wrong. If you can fix a need or fix something that's broken, you have a business, right? I mean, yeah. to simplify it, like find a way to fix something and, and better it. The, the- that people want to pay for. Yes. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Otherwise, I guess it's a charity. Um, but yeah. but yeah, fixing something you can you can build a business from. The other thing is paying attention to needs around you and opportunities around you. And like you're saying, like what a great time to be growing this business too, coming out of a pandemic when even more and more people are, are working all around, you know, and to me that's one of the, as you know, and it will get more into probably is we're, you know, we're expanding, but one of the, with our business, but one of the things our, our real focus and one of the goals that we have is we want to help military families as well, not just on, on, on I'm talking the residential um, real estate business now, not just with uh, a better process of buying and education on home buying and stuff like that, but we want to provide jobs because there is a need there too, with, uh, you know, a military spouse or whoever the member is, gets uprooted and has to move they transfer the other the other it's hard sometimes in certain industries to be able to plug and play into a job and that's kind of a, a bit i don't want to say unfair but it's a sacrifice they're making for their it's family a huge sacrifice yeah yeah so if we can provide a structure like that net that means that they can be up and efficient in one area but then go to another area where we have teams they can just drop right in and don't really have to break the stride in growing a career and i think that what you guys are providing is a super tool to be able to do that efficiently. You know, you just gave me an aha with it. I definitely think a lot about the military community because I mean, can't find a more amazing group of people on planet earth that I've found, but that idea of being mobile and being able to move locations without losing focus, without feeling like you're uprooted. Right. And granted, if you're moving homes or your family, there's, there's more to it than just where you can work. Sure. But a big part of the genesis of result maps was enabling remote work. So we have teams all over the world. And when I was doing consulting before we, we took the platform and made it something everybody could use, I was using it to unite teams in different time zones all over the world, you know, and, and we live in a time now where I think a lot of our blinders are off in terms of what's possible. Yeah. We can be productive from anywhere and we can be productive also across time if we've got a clear vision of where we're going and we're tracking our progress. 
that's huge. And I think that, well, I mean, it's cool when people like yourself have that aha, that because you'll find another way to make it even better for those people where I don't have the tools that you have, like, I don't have that experience or that know-how to do the things you're doing with it, which is great because that's, you know, that's why we all need different, you know, our network of different people and different assistants, but I'm kind of excited to touch on some of the structure things. Cause I'm learning a lot going through this. Anyways, some of the people listening, they might've heard uh, Maya, Maya did an episode with me and, and uh, Maya is my partner in the residential real estate stuff right now. And as you know, Scott, she's pretty much, you know, runs the business stuff now. She's like grown into like just handles so much of it. So I can do, um, you know, try to expand the business and, and do the, you know, transaction negotiation stuff. She just is, uh, can't say more about like what she handles, which part of that is babysitting me, I think, and telling me where to go and where to show up to. And so I I've gotten good at doing what I'm told. And for us to be able to spread to other areas, she's a very organized person. She can take my weird ideas and put them in order. And she understands them. That doesn't mean other people will. Uh, And that's over time of us working together. I guess what we had gotten up to was as we started adding people in different locations, different states, or even like you said, the time thing, sometimes there's stuff that I need to do late in the evening when I have a little bit of downtime, or that's when I can think that may not be the right time to send a text message or a phone call at, uh, at midnight, you know, like, Hey, I just, you know, figured this out. So we needed something, first of all, to be able to communicate more efficiently and, and get those, uh, track the progress and know where we stand on different things, you know, all across the, across the board with different people. Right. Second part was as we started expanding into other business, all of our business is, intertwined, right? It's all real estate related or veteran support related. So it only made sense to have something that could be built out as much as we needed to, to intertwine those businesses, even if they're, um, they're one off from each other. So I hate to give Steven any credit, but, uh, Steven founder of knucklehead here, media that produces this podcast, he connected me with you. So I hate to ever give him credit since he's a Marine, but I'll do it this one time because he knew like when I was telling some of our struggles, he's like, dude, you've got to talk to Scott. And then he set up that, uh, the call with you. But again, there's my long way of like why we needed something and we didn't know what we needed yet. And then figuring out what system, because if anyone who hasn't like really started in businesses yet, there's several systems out there, right? Like that are already somewhat in place or say books systems, like, you know, and one of the ones that we had, I read a couple of times was traction and some of the aspects of that really to me made sense. And it's very structured, which kind of reminded me military wise. Very well done. Yeah. And so, you know, Maya would started getting to start reading that. We started implementing the very base pieces and it was going to be slow because, you know, we have to learn it together. And then we got connected with you and you had something that you could tailor totally set up for that whole structure already. And, and now you've been walking us through it. So I want to kind of turn it over to you now to, to give us a little bit of that process or how you came about structuring those things, because what speaks to me about it is we had something that already, uh, you know, like, Hey, we kind of already like this EOS system, or at least we kind of, we understand it. We just don't know how to fully implement it. And you're like, no problem. I can set this up to mirror that. And you did. And from that point, it's giving everyone in everyone associated with it now has a different view of it. Cause I, I definitely know everyone learns differently. I understand things differently, but there's so many different views. You can click on different things and I've got like flow chart. I've got Gantt charts. I've got, you know, however you want to organize, you can kick information back and forth, reassign stuff. And it's all there visually, which to me is huge. So if you maybe can expand on how yeah, you we, got to that point, because to me, it's going to be a game changer for us. Lot. 
We hear that a lot. And I think early on when I was doing consulting, so, you know, part of my background is I consulted to Fortune 100, Fortune 500 companies for, for years. And my specialty out of interest was what they called group wearing collaboration at the time. Uh-huh. And it was all about like, how do you connect all these different silos and help people? And I was able to do a lot very quickly for reasons, you know, we can pull the thread on, but I like, I've studied martial arts with a Green Beret who just, he just oozed knowledge. He wouldn't say, Hey, I'm going to teach you how to understand systems and cultures. Right. But you just, it was like osmosis. You're just around him. You learn a way of thinking. So between that and some other parts of my background, my father was a CEO. The way I always made sense of those silos was around customers and value. Mm-hmm. You know, how are we providing value to our customers? And once you do that, everything else starts to fit into place. And so instead of weaving through this massive bureaucracy of all the stuff you have to do, you're saying, what is our vision? How are we going to measure it? Where do we have to get now to get there? And you start to break things into the boxes. And EOS does a great job of doing that. Yeah. When I was consulting, I would have to sell people on this idea. And it would take weeks, but the way that I was able to convey these ideas was by giving them dashboards, uh-huh. showing them, this is what you say you're working on. This is what we said we're going to do. The more I could make those things visible, the better things went, the faster they went. And oftentimes we're doubling, tripling, quadrupling speed compared to other people. So people think Scott has a magic touch. I was just applying the systems I learned. Well, I went to a customer to get them set up once early in the company's history, and I was ready to sell them on why you had to have your vision set, why you had to reduce your strategy to a set of one year and 90 day targets, et cetera. And these guys were prepared. It was a really neat company. And it was the easiest vision session I'd ever run, like ever. And I went, how have you guys, how are you so organized with this? Oh, well, we, we use this system called the Entrepreneurial Operating System. Read this book, Traction. Right. And I read Traction and it was like they'd taken all the same authors that I had pulled from, um, the same things that I have learned and systematized it for the small enterprise, right. which I think is really what they do well. And, you know, it was, it was very simple to just create our product vision is we want to be the Legos or systems like EOS. And so it was very easy to just create an overlay where you can flip that button. Like, you know, you're alluding to, I did when I onboarded you guys, when we walk people through, we find out if you use a system, if you do result maps learns what it is and then presents the information in a way that fits with your system. Yeah. Does that, it does. It does. Um, And when you said how they were already up and running with that, that's impressive because I think one of the well, hardest things. They hired an implementer. They okay, I was going to say with that's one of tough. the top. The the implementer they hired. I've, I've there's two um, software companies that are local uh-huh. that I met through uh, one of our investors. Both ran kind of a hybrid of EOS and a system called OKRs. Okay, both had the same implementer, and the implementers walk you through these two day. You know, they they have a process. They go through a very rigorous training process that teaches them how to take a leadership team focus for two straight days on those questions. And they give them a bunch of reading and it's a, it's a very involved process they go through with their coaches, but they had gone through that process. So they were ready to go. They just didn't have a system for mobilizing those things. 
Uh Now I think there's a couple of companies that do like EOS software, which is a little different than our approach. Our approach is we're helping you with strategy execution. We're helping you with all the things that go into how human beings work best together. Right. EOS is a fantastic system that can help with a lot of those pieces, but it can be necessary, but it's not sufficient. There's more to how a team runs than having that operating system. So back to those ideas you asked about the visuals, even I think if you um, have lost your sight, the visual parts of our brain, the things that we call visuals, help us make sense of things. Mm -hmm. Um, That spatial understanding helps us make sense of things very quickly. And that's really where we focused. Whereas EOS has a lot of great tools that are great thinking tools. When it comes to really mobilizing those, how do you actually build out all your processes? How do you make sure that you're leveraging their thinking tools effectively? That's where um, for us, you know, it felt like a, well, this is perfect for us because they're not doing the things we do. And it was easy to, I think, I don't think we do. They've got like 22 tools. We don't support all of them because, you know, something's fine in a spreadsheet. Yeah. But when it comes to that nitty gritty work of where are we, what's next, what are our challenges, how can we improve? That's where, you know, we're just probably more passionate than any other company out there. I'm going to share something with you on the screen right now. And obviously people on the podcast can't see it, but I'm going to show you where we were trying to implement before we were connected with you. It's a good thing they can't see it. I haven't really screened this for anything that maybe shouldn't be shared, but can you see that? I got my glasses. Oh yeah. Like the classic, uh, in like one note or Evernote. Yeah. Yeah. So we were, this is how we were initially trying to do the, uh, level 10 meetings. I mean, which was great. It, it, we started learning the structure, but it's very yeah, different so, of the efficiency that like once we started using result maps and we can just see it and work it and move it. Very this simply. is actually exactly how result maps was born. Now at the time I wasn't running, I don't even think EOS was around when we uh-huh. started, but like after that first company I started, some of my friends and old customers would ask me to come help them on like these, they were turnaround projects. Gotcha. Projects in the gutter, this company's not performing well. Can you go in? I'm not going to tell them that much. Just go observe and like do stuff. And one of the things I would do is I would bring in like what I thought of as a special forces team. I don't market it this way anymore because yeah. I think it, I didn't click that that's offensive to people, but it was like a SWAT team. Dude, right? if, if it's offensive to people, screw them, dude. Market it that yeah, way. But if I if mean, someone's special guys, forces are offended, it's not. Believe me, it's not. Well, well, so, okay, I should change it. Nobody ever told me they were offended, but I didn't want to come off as disrespectful. Okay. No, I got you. Topic, I got you though. No, you're, you're a good guy. I got it. But the way I would do it is I would hire people in from all over the world. And a lot of people, you know, that we all have unconscious biases. Right. So at the time, anybody overseas or anybody not in the building, like people didn't want to do that. And, but I would bring people in. And one of the ways we would collaborate to bring it back to what Jay just showed me, Jay just showed me one long big document where they were listing all the stuff and they had dates. We worked exactly the same way in these projects I'm referencing. And what I found was because it was in a document, you know, there's always like the coolest new project management tool and the coolest new goal tracking software. And here's a beautiful slide deck and here's a template you can download. But I I needed to make sure that we were building a, a repeatable system, a way of working and building our rapport, like not just rapport in terms of getting to know you, but like, how are we going to hand stuff off 
And there's one um, guy who, be- who became like one of the lead developers for Result Maps, by the way. This guy, Aditya, who's in Indonesia, and he was so willing to learn. And we were in a document just like yours, but we were using it for the different project deliverables to have discussions. And it was going so well, even though, I mean, there've always been a thousand project management tools and there's always like, there's always the one, the the big dog on the block or the two or three big dogs on the block that people say, okay, that vertical is done. It's never going to evolve, but it was tracking the communication in a way that we could see. It was providing context in a document like that. And then it became, okay, well, what's taking us time? And slowly, but surely, as we systematized it, that's what evolved into our platform, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, so, it does. So what Jay showed, I think I said already, was, I mean, it was just like this long list. Mm-hmm. And that's a great first step. Like, that's where we all start, right? A paper list or an electronic list. We were looking for ways first to get ourselves clear. Right. And then as I was trying to help more and more clients, and I would get bigger and bigger responsibilities. And, and one of the one of the crazy things that happened is I was managing all these programs, like projects, multiple projects for this billion dollar company, all of a sudden reporting to one of their VPs. And they had things going on all over the place. And like each silo had different agendas and, and were wanting to get different things done. And they kept getting lost in these different systems they were using. And what we found was when we got things on a dashboard with clear metrics, when we made the weekly practice, and this is before I knew anything about EOS, when we made this weekly practice of coming together, looking at where we are, what's next and everything else, I could stop pushing people. And, and, and the projects and the work took on a life of its own. It was really positive. I'm, I'm going back to that idea of why is it so visual? Why is it so important for visuals? Once we made all these things visible to people, here's all the stuff you're working on. Here's how it aligns. Here are the things that align strongly. Here are the things that don't. Here's where your numbers are off. How do we want to change the plan? Once we got away from like all the cascading Gantt charts and cast, you know, people create these intricate cascades of their plans, which are fun as a thinking exercise, but really easy to break if you're not building like a, you're not in construction. Right. It's not the way to mobilize teams. But what fascinated me was things that I could never, you know, I could, we could have a thousand arguments. Like you should do it this way. You should think this, whatever. As soon as we made it visible and visual, I could just shut up. Right. And people were making the decisions and now they're out in front of me and it was great. And, and this had happened, like it was a theme throughout my career. Once I took a step back, when I would run teams, eventually they would start running themselves because you're just, you're teaching people the principles or the, you know, the, best example I can give is I coached football when my kids were growing up and the, the sixth grade year is like the pinnacle year for, I wasn't a professional coach, thought about it, but that year the team would call the plays. Mm-hmm. Like we got to that point where we had, we'd had the same kids. The guy I coached with was a terrific, you know, played division one quarterback, really understood how to teach football. Yeah. And it was, that's the magical thing when people discover how to run things for themselves. It's so much cooler than let me be your expert. hundred percent. Yeah. That to me is a really thrilling thing. I, I agree. I agree. It's such a clear breakthrough when it happens, when anyone on your team or you yourself, it hits a point where it's a combination of having the tools, the know-how, and also the confidence when that all lines up, it's just a different world and it just things happen. And I always felt like 
same in the military when you're anytime you're helping build a team or you're you're you're, you're structuring something. A lot of people will find their own place. They'll, if you allow them, they'll find their the right seat for them. Um, mm-hmm. And then if you're providing people the tools and paying attention to what they need, not just what you what you need or what you think you need from them, but you provide what they need to get there. Once, if you front load all that work, and it is a lot of work up front, you know, because you've got a you're you're both running what you're running and building up, you know, that next level of um, personnel. But once that clicks, man, your life just got. 75% easier and there's no limit. And, and usually it's going to grow a lot. I mean, not usually, I think hundred percent of the time it's going to gl- grow a lot faster and be a lot more successful once you have, you know, 15 other people who know their part better than, you know, any one of the part, it's, it's just, you know, it's a no brainer. Once it clicks, it takes work up front, but then the payoff is huge. Well, in the, the irony there, I think it's like design in the design world. We, we, I think there's a number like when you front load design, and this isn't, this isn't a bunch of abstract planning, it's like real work, but you front load the design portion before you start delivery, Right. it's extremely powerful. And a lot of people conflate that with, oh, well, we need to go into like planning to the nth degree. And it's not that, it's, there's a diligence and a research and understanding what's involved. But, but if you do that, it doesn't mean you're going to get everything right, but you're going to have the right questions and all the levers to tweak. Right. And you go a thousand times faster as yeah. a result, I think. No, I agree. The one, uh, gosh, I think the thing that another thing that really helps when you're, you know, cause again, we're starting out in this and I already see the benefits that are coming. I already see the benefits just in the short few weeks, but now what is to come as I can, uh, apply the systems better or understand it can move more quickly in it. Um, I just, you know, I see that there's no end to how we can grow this and expand this and between the different businesses, even, you know what I mean? Like, since you can decide what's shared, like I can segregate things and we can, yeah, it's to me, it's just the structure of it's great, but not just that part going through the setup where we have to actually think, and, you know, we'd done some of this before we had it in other templates or other formats, cause we are trying to apply things the right way. But then when you have to go back and look at your goals and your vision and sort of reverse engineer that into, you know, that's how I see it. Like you're like reverse engineering our goals into uh, the processes and then showing us how to, to, uh, you know, utilize those processes. I mean, it reveals several things. One, it just does help with that clarity and makes you think, because some of those um, goals and visions may be something that you haven't, I try to at least quarterly go back and review and make sure that we're we're, we're focused in the right directions or that any turns we've made are the ones we want to make. Right. But sometimes when you go back and you're like, Oh crap, all the way from the beginning to let's look at these goals and vision stuff. You, you really have more clarity of why you started in the first place. And if there is something off track, you can fix that. But it also, not just that of staying on track, but it reveals more opportunities because then when you start going, going, wow, we've gotten this far with this, but you know, on this track, but with a couple little additions, we, there's opportunities to grow in these other directions. So for me, that going back and putting that into a more organized or more uh, visual format just reveals opportunities that I didn't realize that we had, or that we were so close to breakthroughs on um, just by making a move on those. Does that make sense? Yeah, I may not be explaining totally, very no, well, but no, that's, per, that's, you know, that's beautiful. That's, I love that. And what I'd add is that process you're going through, you're developing the skill of not just spotting opportunities, but transforming challenges to opportunities. That's, that was one of my big ahas 
early on, like every, it, it's like a, a Hallmark card. People say every challenge is an opportunity, but think about if you're in business and you're able to thrive through the challenges and the changes, that's when the biggest successes happen. And you can look at it again and again, like all the companies that started in a downturn. Um, if you look at why, think about your training or, or training for anybody in the military, the more you can become comfortable, you know, handling volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity, having a process that you turn your insights, like this is a problem, can I fix this? Right. Into, an, into something that's a powerful skill. And yeah. as a business, doing that in a business domain, you're literally developing a machine that can take on a life of its own, number one. But obviously for an individual, it's huge. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, we, we're that my aha on, wow, I didn't think so much about physical mobility in the military community, though, of course, I mean, you're getting stationed in all these different places. Having that clarity where you just kind of, the way I think of it is you're looking down on this valley. That's your mm -hmm. vision of what you want. And it may be kind of foggy and some things you may not be close to. And you see it from this faraway vantage point. And what, what you alluded to, I always think of is like, when you get close, sometimes you have these, wow, this is even cooler than I thought it could be. And other things you're like, yeah, that's a bog. Yeah. Just stay away from that and maybe wall that part off and, and go to this other area. But toward that mobility idea, it's like, okay, my vision's still here. I'm just looking at it from a different place, maybe from this part of the world instead of that one. It's a discovery, even if you're in the same place. Right. Another, as we're talking to just another application I was thinking of, um, a lot of times uh, friends of mine or other, you know, people reach out about and the real estate investing stuff and they've, re they'll read a book. We've talked about this in here before they read a book or two and, and they're just gravitate to one thing because it's worked in a book and they like, I want to invest like in the Midwest right now because it's cheaper barrier to entry than say San Diego, which is true. But then I have to ask them, um, you know, like, or, or it's like, let me connect you to someone who's already doing it somewhere to get started. Don't try to just, you know, from here, build your team, there, management contractors, uh, agents, lender, you know, do you have anyone there? Cause if not, you're setting yourself up for failure or you're going to be spending a lot of time, you know, depending on the person you kind of know, like, Hey, this probably isn't your need. This doesn't need to be your first step is trying to do that there. Cause if you're doing it for one, then you've built all that team for one, one investment, probably not good either. But if you are going to take the time to do that, tools like this are great too, because then when you're traveling, when you're getting transferred to other places, once you have a team set up, to do these things for you. If you wanted, you found an area you want to continue to invest or whatever the case is, then you can use something like this would be so much more. I, I wasn't thinking of this before, but another great way to even do your operational teams like that, as far as investing, like, Hey, this is where this project is. This is where we are. These are our goals. We're here. We are on budget. So, I mean, yeah, I just, I think if there's always a way to be more streamlined and, and uh, be able to take care of these distant businesses, I guess. Um, like, I mean, for me, I wasn't thinking that when we first started, it was a little bit about adding those people in a couple other states, but most of it was just to organize our core business because I needed a better way to do that. But yeah, I think the opportunity yeah. for that everywhere now is huge. We, yeah. A lot of the cases that we talk to people with, it's about, um, you know, EOS, the traction, the book you alluded to mm -hmm. talks about this. There's a book by a guy named Michael Gerber called The E-Myth that was really influential mm -hmm. where he talks about this. But it's the idea of your processes are your strength. 
Right. And the more you can systematize things, it can be a checklist. It can be a set of steps that are repeated. It can be a project template. We yeah. find that we're helping a lot of teams do that, whether they're building digital goods, whether they're doing real estate, whether they're you know running a an Inc. 5000 company. All of those things can be process oriented because you're teaching people how to be successful in different area. And whether, you know, to your example, whether you're in one city or another or one area of town or another, you know, there might only be a few tweaks to make right. things work. You're still going to go through the same steps. And the more you can document that and you have a way that you're evaluating your progress over time, right? then you can improve it and the process gets better and better and better. And that's that extra step that I think having your process documented really makes a difference. Even I, I wish I'd have something like this even in the military, because I think another issue or something that could be overcome with a platform like this is even in a command structure, that's, you know, in all one place, but they work in different departments, right? Like, you know, whether it's through department heads, division officers, or you're seen enlisted from the different uh, workshops or departments and stuff, having something, because sometimes there can be, when you don't understand what the other person's doing or what the other team is doing or whatever the case is, and people are, you know, when things get hard or get really, really exhausting and you're working crazy hours, sometimes it becomes like some type of it'll be some animosity, maybe what want to be outward, but you know, it's there of like, ah, what are these people doing? What's that shop doing? Like we're here doing this all the time. And I think something that's visual where you're like, oh, wait, man, they're getting slammed in this area. Maybe we don't see it, but this is where they're slammed. Oh, this is where they're, this team is slammed. This is where this department is slammed. You can actually maybe help pass to, you know, other people in that department division or whatever, like, Hey, these guys are doing this you know, they're, believe me, they're taking their, you know, their bite of the shit sandwich, you know, they're like, they're working too, because sometimes we forget that because when you're, you know, when you're just like slammed, you're just thinking of like your immediate surrounding people and, and, you know, how to get through this oh, yeah. thing. And there might be other people going through the same thing, or there might be ups and downs. There's times when you don't have as much and they do. And, uh, you know, so I just think that sometimes that would, that's good just for the overall, overall morale, overall, you know, um, just togetherness when people don't feel like, Hey, this person's not working. This person is. And I think that's something that I'm talking a little bit different situation because usually these people are around the same area. They just work in, you know, different department or something, but it can be the same. I think with large companies or, or even just spread out companies, oh, it's huge and large companies. Yeah. Um, where you can they see. Used, yeah. Mm -hmm. they, so there's, there's two things there. Um, one was kind of this idea of visibility. Uh -huh. And I think a lot of times people confuse visibility with micromanagement. Yeah because they've been micromanaged. We all hate it, but there's also a time and a place to micromanage so you can give people freedom. Right. And they used to call that apprenticing back yeah. in the day. And that's one idea maybe I'll come back to, but the other is inside companies, the whole idea of department, which is department, French for separation, that idea of silos, it obstructs visibility. Right. I mean, cause the, the metaphor of silos is perfect. You know, yeah. no walls, big tube, you're inside it. It's an echo chamber. Well, when I came into the business world, that's how everybody organized. So I thought this must be just how business has evolved. It's not. Yeah. It's just that 20th century thing that was created to help General Motors build cars. Lots of them the same way. They took their operations and they divided them into different, physically different companies, different reporting structures. And is actually the U.S. military General Stanley McChrystal and some of his staff and some writers talked about how they found 
silos really don't work in high volatility environments. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Joint Special Forces Command in the Iraq conflict had the the MO where they could just reorganize. And they found that that connection back to the one mission. You know, there's one mission, which is the follow-on book to team of teams. If we can get people to unite around that and start to build relationships between them and get everybody talking so they have visibility, this allows us to create this team of teams idea versus the silo idea that everyone thinks is just the way to do things. It's a fascinating book. I really highly recommend when it came out, it's like, okay, it's not just me. This isn't some harebrained idea that these corporate structures are getting in the way of things. And, but then back to the visibility part, even if you're just talking about two people and you're outside of a corporate silo, knowing what somebody's working on and where they're having challenges. And I can give a personal example. I can give some detailed requirements, but sometimes I mean, there's limits to what the written word or the spoken word can convey. You Mm -hmm. need pictures, you need questions and answers. And I think that we get taught that we can, I'm going to write something and I'm going to give this to you and it's going to go into your rational mind. It's not the way our brains work. There's like all these other connection points. And my point with this is sometimes I've sent people off down a rabbit trail. Sometimes people have done that to me because of something they said that I either took out of context where they misspoke and you don't have visibility into that unless you're providing it. And so one of the things we've spent a lot of time doing is giving people the ability to just say, what progress did I make today? What's my one priority I'm going to work on next? Is there a friction point? Is anything stuck? It's three questions, 90 seconds, 30 seconds each. And it's such a powerful way of communicating. It doesn't have to become micromanagement number one. But if you're if you have concerns, you can check in and just see what somebody's working on. Yeah. What they see as their priorities and where they've made sure they made progress. But then for the individual, it gets us to step back from being sucked into all the things we're working on, where you know, somebody may be trying to do something that I didn't realize how hard it was going to be for them to do that for me. Right. And I don't have that feedback until they get back to me and say, Well, it's getting bogged down here. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned is the better we get at enabling that direct feedback, the faster we can improve and the more we can go, well, where should we systematize it? Right. Um, and the systematization of what you're doing, it gets made into this big jargony world. All word, I mean, a world actually, yeah. Yeah. All we're talking about doing is taking the mental burden off your mind. Give me a yeah. checklist. I'm just going to go through this. This is what I'm going to do every day. I mean, anybody who's flown or done anything that involves safety, you have your checklist, you're yeah. Yeah. Um, it's So you don't have to keep all these things in your brain. And that's what causes anxiety. When, when you try to use your brain as a storage retrieval device, it's not, it's not what it's made for. Right. It never was made for that. I mean, it can do some cool things, but you know, nobody's got photographic memory. That's never, not one single clinically documented case I've ever heard of or that I've seen in the literature. And so getting things out of your head where you don't have to try to remember them is so key. Yeah, I I think that um, that is for me too, even just to be able to shut off my work brain at the end of the day, if I haven't downloaded them to something. And sometimes I still don't, like I'll be in a, you know, working right up till a certain time, then I jump into something else and then it's, it's done. And there's a difference about how, between how of how quickly I can relax at night or fall asleep or how well I sleep 
on how I left my workday. Like if I've just downloaded this, I don't even have to fix it. Just mm-hmm. download the stuff to my brain. Crap. I got to remember this. Got to remember this. I can just even like, like, well, you know, the notebook, I, I just scribble it in my little tablet and I can assemble it tomorrow. Like when I start my day, I can throw it into the calendar. I can then put it into result maps or whatever the case is, but just getting it out of my brain allows yeah. me to shut work off and actually have some time away. Uh, otherwise there's always something kind of popping up or lingering in your brain. I got to remember that. I got to remember that it's distracting. And, and there's a, a lot of research around how that keeps, it keeps you motivated. Mm-hmm. It keeps you from burning out and it's going to enable far more creative, high quality solutions from you as you encounter challenges. There was a study done by I think the head of the Harvard Business Review did a study with her partner on, um, they were going to do it on creativity, Okay, but it, it ended up being published as a book called The Progress Principle. What they found was even five minutes a day, reflecting on the progress you've made, how you're feeling, et cetera, just pausing, reflecting on that, deciding what you're about to do next has a massive impact. I mean, they, the cases they documented, it was like 700 different situations they found just dramatic improvement. And, you know, our hypothesis are what we assert is it only takes 90 seconds yeah. and you can add more things in. We don't ask you how you're feeling um, because, you know, we're going to feel up and down. And I think it's much more about taking action to manage how you're feeling right. versus tuning into how you're feeling all the time. Like, I think you need to be aware of it, but our focus is like, what got done? What's next? What are you going to work on next? Yeah. Um, sorry. And is anything blocked? Yeah. What's done? What's next? What's blocked? And just that those three simple questions are going to give you insight. The blockers, you're going to systematize or get some extra help on. Yeah. The one thing that's next signals your priority to everybody on your team. The same way, you know, a great basketball team on defense, it isn't this baloney about, well, you just you guard your man or your woman or whatever, and you don't let anything happen. That's not how a team works. Yeah. They have the language they use on the court to talk to each other, to let each other know, hey, you're about to face an obstacle. I'm facing an obstacle. I need help over here on the left. Right. So that they can shift. You're doing the same thing. You're signaling it versus the micromanagement idea just to come back to that. The visibility is important. You don't need to be micromanaged. You don't need micromanagement, but you can get help where you need it. And the people who are managing you or leading you get the insight they need to get better at helping you. Yeah. That's helped us, I would say quite a bit in that area where, you know, we're at the point now where we were even, even with when we were starting this, when we were looking for something to organize kind of our uh, growth, if you will, like it was so that we, one of the key factors that we were trying to, to be able to really narrow down on is, is what to hire next, what position to hire, what things do we need to take off the plate? Because as we're going mm-hmm. so many directions, because a lot of things, you know, as you're starting the different businesses, there's only little bits and pieces. So it's like, well, we're not really for somebody for this full piece yet or this full piece. So it's helped us see like the best thing for me as we've come from this is like, Hey, we need to hire someone to take off Maya's responsibilities, not mine. And then Maya with her experience now, like, as you know, she just like looks in and during the week, same thing you're talking about, those things that we have listed our priority for the week, or whatever the case is, if she has extra time or gets through some of hers, if I'm out doing the meetings, doing the, you know, uh, presentations and stuff, I might get a text say, Hey, I'm just pulling, I'm going to knock this one out. You know, she'll pull things off mine. So having that visibility, so we know what the priority is, it also helps oh, yeah. that 
to be better teammates, to be like, Hey, you know what? I've got a chance right now. I can take this one off your plate. Uh, you know, and it could be vice versa, but let's face it, really, it's usually her taking them off my plate, which is, which is great. But yeah, like without that visibility, she wouldn't know what needed to be taken from me yet or which things that, um, I have as a priority that she could do, or that, you know, I have enough information on there for her to take over or anybody else as we grow, you know, cause it'll be the same thing. The person that she just hired will be doing the same to her and for myself. And yeah, to me, that's just a, a huge, it forces a level of communication in a good way, not forces like it's easy because you're just throwing it in there, but then that visibility allows people to be able to step in and, and take the pieces that they can do, um, which yeah, has helped I mean, us a lot. Yeah. That's great to hear because that's a big part of it. You know, there are two things there. We saw the platform early on as helping people do what I was doing for my clients at the time, which was, in that Maya position, mm-hmm. but not just that, but helping everyone get that shared idea of what we're doing and why at whatever level of detail they need without losing context right. and siloing off their individual work so that now people can bring you ideas much more effectively because instead of their ideas just being kind of out there, they're like, well, if, you, if I know what you're trying to achieve, I can make a lot better recommendations and I'm happy to do what you asked. But here's two, three other things we could also do. Like creating those opportunities is so huge and you don't get it unless that communication is tied back to that bigger picture, number one. And the second thing is, in order to see the decisions you're making and the work you're doing regularly, you've got to be tracking it because as I mentioned, we're people we forget. There's a reason why they will cross-examine you like crazy if you're on a stand in a court case. Um, there's a reason why they, they do lineups because our memories are creative and, you know, I'm not going to be able to tell you necessarily exactly what I was working on yesterday, right. a week from that time. But when you've got a practice that you do every week to check in on it, how we do, where we encounter friction, what's not getting done and celebrate the wins, you're doing what every great sports team does. You're doing what any high powered organization does you're coming together and going what's what's going great and what do we need to get better at so we can win the game how are we keeping score by the way yeah so that we know that we're winning i focus on a lot of my shortcomings because they're they're easy i get to see them very easily right right? Yeah. yeah and um one thing that we would always do is uh you know we would have our little operations thing and this is usually i mean we're talking all the way from the beginning when it was just like basically just me and my before we've grown the business and and would kind of like okay cool these are our goals for this week which ones are we taking and we you know and I, you do that and you're 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 like okay cool i need to take on my share I, yeah i can handle this easily i can handle this easily what it took forever for me to recognize too because i didn't have the the clear vision of like you know on the calendar or on something again graft or visually or something in my face was that I was doing us more harm than good by taking on more of those things that I could have been like letting her or let her hire out because I mean, yeah, well, yeah, I struggle with that, but it wasn't even the letting, it wasn't even the letting go of something part. It was because I wanted to feel like I was like in my head, I'm like, okay, I got to do my part of the business growth or business piece and the back, back end piece. But then it's like, as I start paying attention to it, I'm like, wait a minute, if I'm in, you know, doing an educational piece with someone or on a zoom call, or I'm in a meeting or going to, uh, you know, talk to someone about X, Y, or Z seven to eight hours out of every day of the week, there's no way for me to do as many of the things as I'm biting off. You know, I could be biting off one or two of those things and still do my, you know, the things that physically 
require me to be there. And it was hard for me to recognize that. And I was holding up our progress by trying to be more helpful and actually just not being, you know, just (laughs) digging our own grave. Yeah, it's a tough balance. I mean, I know that's one I've failed a lot on at both sides, like both from not enough, too much right. guidance. Yeah. But that's another reason why I think it's so valuable to start tracking it. Like we'll use Google Docs mm-hmm. a lot right. um, and, and other platforms that allow us. And in result maps, we can see it in our dialogues and our assignments. But yeah. if we have to dialogue on an idea, we don't hesitate to get it somewhere where everybody can see it. Yeah. So that we can see how things are unfolding. And then it becomes much easier for me to say, okay, as long as you have these three things checked off, I don't even want to think about it. Right. Make sure you meet these criteria. But again, that visibility, you know, having our weekly check, doing our our daily practices and knowing how we're keeping score. It keeps us from creating a process. Like I've got in one of the cabinets back here, I've got the original, after I read the email, I mapped out all the processes for my company and they were, right. and I was in management consulting. So it's like book mm-hmm. thickness. It was awesome. Nobody ever looked at it because it, was, it wasn't practical. Right. It's like too much stuff. We didn't have a process for going through it. We yeah. didn't have a process for seeing what was working and what wasn't working. We didn't have a process for making decisions about which process are we going to turn into a process, which thing can turn into a process, or how can we improve this process or where our process is letting us down. So you've got to have that regular cadence and you can do it as an individual. I I do a practice every week where I'm looking at what what went well, what do I want to double down on, what do I want to throw away. When you do that, you start to see your progress go up. And again, you know, in sports or in any sort of training environment, you, you get that. And I'm yeah. just very passionate about people getting that in their work life and their personal life as yeah. well. And I will say, interestingly, it comes into my mind, the people that taught me the most about that were from the military, the Green Beret I studied martial arts with mm-hmm. and his senior student who became his Maya, if we mm-hmm. use Maya as that mm-hmm. kind of chief of staff, he was the senior student, was a, had been a Marine. Mm-hmm. But the plan, like how we progress through our skills, you had a vision of where you're trying to get and you had a systematic plan and you had a regular cadence you were checking in on plus your everyday practice. Right. You know, we all have these in different ways. So I I find people can get them when they realize these principles come from other domains. It's not about software. It's not about a document. It's a way of just thinking about that big picture and where you're trying to get. Yeah. Even before this, uh, you know, using your platform, anytime that we went back and took the time to look at the things, which we tried to do regularly, it just was a little bit more difficult when it wasn't structured as well. Every time you do it, you make a little refinement, right? Or you realize where you're off track. So I think uh, step one is exactly that. If you're trying to build anything or do anything, just making sure that you revisit regularly to keep on keep on your path, you know, keep on goal or, or see what you need to change uh, before you and go too far down the wrong wins. price. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's where I, the wins as well. I, I get, that's a fault of mine too. I, I kind of like, you're supposed to win, you're supposed to win. So keep going. And, but you're right. Like not everyone's the same, but that's another thing too, that uh, this process has helped me with this perspective on another thing where even the educational pieces that we put out and go do, you know, I put a lot of a time a thought into how to present them to make it clear and concise so that uh, people can understand the best. But going through this too, I realized things that I'd struggle with if I hadn't been experienced certain of these 
organizations or how we set this up, right? So I'm like, oh crap, I might have to see it a different way or something, which we walk through because you handhold us through this thing. But it's let me know now I'm going back through a lot of my educational products and incorporating other things with it. So if there's in making sure that there's a good balance of if there's any kind of text that I have something visual, something very easy to display, then bulletized. And then I'm also, you know, verbalizing it. So just making sure that I incorporate multiple senses because I'm thinking, crap, man, maybe some of these things that I think are very effective and I've spent a lot of time to make sure they're to the point. Some people, it might just not connect them at all because that's not how they understand or how they learn. So it's helped me have that perspective to go back and like, cool, I need to add a few, you know, not change the content, but add to just some of that visual so that everyone can understand or more people, hopefully. Yeah, that's that process that you're talking about, like really seeing what's working and what's not has been one of the most challenging and rewarding things is just seeing what because I've been, you know, we've tried so many variants and we've recorded something like 500 plus meetings right. to analyze them. Um, even though they're already structured, like how can we refine it? How can we refine it? Where we've recorded all these onboarding sessions, like where are people getting hung up? And it's fascinating what you find when you're, when you're staying in touch with the feedback and when you have a way you're systematizing it. And I think, you know, it's another example of when you're thinking outcomes instead of silos, the old way of doing software was, well, we're going to have a customer service person when there's questions and we're going to do an FAQ over here. We're going to do a few videos over here and our developers are going to do this and our salesperson is going to do this. And you like, it's all siloed. Right. Even, and I see this on tiny teams too. Mm-hmm. And we just went, let's hyper-focus on the individual. Let's walk through this with them and understand what they're facing and what their challenges are. Because if you're thinking about real estate and your learning materials, you can have one set of things on your mind. And if you're, you know, the COO at a, at a software company, you're gonna have another set of things. And if you're the CEO of any of those companies, you, you have completely different things. Trying to do a one size fits all approach to introducing people to ideas, it doesn't work as well. So when you yeah. can figure out what people's angle is and how to help them, yeah, it absolutely, yeah. absolutely is effective. Well, I don't, I don't know if you're doing it or not, but if I, if not, I, I think you should market towards military because I I'll tell you now, now that I'm using it for this, I wish I would have had uh, something like this. Um, it would have made my life a lot easier. Um, so if you're not, I'd say you should, because I think it's very useful. It's a, it's a community I'm very passionate about the thing. I don't know how to do it. Like, I also know it's a community that gets marketed to a lot. Mm-hmm. And figuring out the like the respectful yet aggressive way because as a salesperson, hey, I want to be aggressive just like everybody else, but I don't want anybody to buy something they don't need. But yeah, it's a yeah. fantastic community, and we we do a lot of little like we there's a lot we throw in when we know somebody's from the military community. I'm even thinking contracts, uh, like military contracts, because I wish I would have had it then, not for my personal business, but honestly, using for military teams. We looked at it. Um, oh, okay. Early on. Okay. And so the, there's a process you have to go through. So you have to yeah. fill out a form there's, and there's a couple of branches you go through mm-hmm. that are specifically for early stage software applications. Gotcha. They tended to be more toward like there was an, there was a requisition for something in HR so that when you got to a new deployment, you had like these checklists that helped you. Yeah. And we looked at maybe doing that, but the process is kind of a, uh, 
No, I'd love to do it. I'd be ass. very happy to. It's an intimidating yeah. process. Yeah. Because there's a lot you have to go through. And we're the people that say yes the quickest on result maps right now, it's it all tends to be growth-oriented people or high growth mm-hmm. CEOs. Gotcha. Yeah. Because we show them the attrition rate. Like, and I think you've seen the slide. It's like, you know, four out of a hundred people make it to their first million. Out of those companies, one out of a thousand make it to their first 10 million in annual revenue. Out of those, sorry, it's four out of a thousand make it to their first 10 million, one out of a thousand make it to their first 50. And the attrition rate at each of those stages is, yeah. like, you know, you're, you're above 99%. Right. And we can solve some of these problems. So those folks, they're ready to go. Like, yeah. let's solve this. Yeah. But yeah, I'd love to market to the military. I just, I think it's going to be later in our. Yeah. Like, I want to, I'll probably remind me, uh, or you want to remind me when we get off here. I'll throw it on, uh, throw a task on my result maps there. And I'll, <laughs> I want to yeah. uh, connect you to a couple of people that might, like on the contracting side of how to, to do that, just it might have some information and it can't hurt anyway, right? Um, sure. Connect to some more people. I obviously see value in it. It was something that I needed. Um, it was the right time for me. So anybody else, like, uh, I know we, we try to like encourage anyone transition out of the military or anyone in general, but, you know, obviously our listeners are mo- a lot of military and veteran, but if you're looking to, you know, build up your business and stuff, do something like this sooner than later. I didn't recognize how much I needed something two years ago. You know what I mean? What? When I really needed it, you don't realize it until it's almost not too late, but it's like later than you should have. Yeah, if you've ever seen the Avengers Endgame, there was that like glove that he put on with the jewels that gave him all the power. That's what we want to be. We don't want to be the thing that's like, God, dang it, I need this. We want to be like, oh, I get this. Right, right. If I get this, I'm going to have the superpowers because it is, especially if you're creative, if you're driven, you're going to have more that you can do. You have more ideas about what you can do than there's time to do until you learn to scale that out to other people. Yeah. And we help with those decisions. We're thinking tools for that. And we're thinking tools for look how far I've come. And the idea is we can get you there twice as fast. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I got to say the customer service has been great because I mean, we're not left to figure it out. Like, I mean, there's an extensive onboarding where, you know, we'll walk through it all and that that's helped tremendously. And I I definitely recommend anyone that's interested in uh, even like researching it, go to resultmaps.com and take a look at it first. And, and I'm happy to share some of our boards, especially mine that has a lot of the priorities due that aren't checked off. I'll share that with people if they want to see, um, or maybe I'll share Maya's where it'll have a lot more checked off, but just to see how some of that structure is, but you know, hits got up for a demo. Um, yeah, definitely. And, and it's, I mean, we very much good. are about building this with our customers. Mm-hmm. So when you become a customer, you're building it with us, not because we're asking you to do work, but because if you have a challenge, we're going to address it. We want to deliver that value. So we like to say, come build with us. Yeah. It's been awesome so far for us. I really enjoyed it. And uh, you can also so go to, to no, so it's glad. been great. You can also go to expertishpodcast.com and just throw in there a message that if you want to be connected with Scott, we'll, you know, get you, we'll definitely, we'll find ways to get connect Scott, but you can do it straight through his uh, website as well. But to do something, we'll if you want to get going as well, we'll perfect. put up a page at, uh, at slash landing collect. No, we'll, okay. we'll do expertish. Okay. Perfect. We'll do either one resultmaps.com slash expertish. Perfect. Leaving out the parens because yeah, yeah. It's a pain. Like yeah. Just expertish. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. Resultmaps.com slash expertish. And they'll yeah, have we'll, some stuff for you there. Yeah. We'll give you some discounts and some freebies. If you, if you sign up, there you go. 
So discounts and freebies are always good, man. Definitely. <laughs> well, Scott, man, thank you. I know you're super busy and I appreciate you taking the time to you know talk to us today more than you know. So thanks always and keep doing pleasure. what you're doing. Keep helping us grow. All right. Uh, it's a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> thanks, Scott. <laughs>